The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. All right, here we go. Hour two on a Tuesday morning, August 15, smack dab in the middle of the month of August. Now just 18 days away, Jason White days away from the start of a Sooner football season. Arkansas State will be in town September 2nd. Don't forget the day before that, September 1st, our annual Joe Castiglione Day, Joe C. Day, all three hours right here on this show 6 to 9 a.m. with the Sooner Athletic Director. He joined us while you were gone, TJ, and uh, we had some uh, we, we had some breaking news that he teased. He gave us some hints about the final two opponents on OU's schedule next year, which ended up dropping about an hour later. Houston and Maine will be the uh, final two opponents on next year's schedule. Mm-hmm. Seven home games next year. Yeah, how about that? That's so good. Joe was on with you guys? Yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I leave town, he comes on. I see how it is. That was one of his stipulations was, tell me the next time TJ's going to be gone and I'll come on. But planned, obviously, Joe C. Day to celebrate me and my 50th yeah. birthday. How about It'll that? It'll be TJ's birthday. Yeah. Why don't you come join us live that day? Let's have Drake come in and run the show, and <laughs> you come join us live. Look, Drake's not here to run the show today. He's not going to come in that day. I knew Drake did not want to come birthday, in today. birthday, wouldn't come in? I doubt it. I doubt it. And it's the day before he starts the season and everything, and he's going to be in engineering mode. But I knew yesterday, like, he texted me at one point to see, he said, hey, how's travel? Or something along those lines. And I said, "Um, in Seattle now, about to leave for Dallas. And then he, I open up my, take my phone off airplane mode when we land in Dallas, and it said, update. And I said, here... Flight doesn't leave until 11.45 p.m., and then I did face palm emoji. I said, sorry, 11.55. Saying that thinking he's going to say, dude, man, that's not going to put you at the house till this time. Why don't I just do the show in the morning? Right. And that text never came. There was never any response to any of it, and I said, he wants no part of getting up in the morning, so I'll be there. <laughs> he started preparing the very first day you were gone. He was doing that the day for, before I left, yes. Uh-huh. For today, he was like, he's already teeing me up. I know he's already going to – I know he's the way his travel is. I'm going to be doing the show Tuesday, too. He was paranoid the whole time about having to do the show today, so I'm sure he's I was waiting to have today. him offer, and when he never did, I just said, I, I'll just get up and go. So, <sighs> it yeah. feels good. I feel great today for a couple of reasons. One, uh, you're back, man. Man, I miss you, bestie, when you're gone. Golly, it's great to hear your voice. I think I speak for all of Sooner Nation saying the world is not as happy of a place when we don't oh, have yes, our TJ I'm such a happy person, yes. <laughs> I Two, uh, I got my sauna yesterday. I haven't had a good sauna in a while, TJ. I sweated out all kinds of toxins yesterday. I feel great. 
My joints yeah, are all loose. that has been a while. You had been gone on a pretty yep. regular rotation and hadn't done it in a while. Now, granted, you just step outside over the last few months and true just sweat it off. So That's true. I probably didn't have to pay for it, but, uh, boy, it felt good. So I'm, I'm loose, I'm limber, and I got my best friend back, all of day. which have put what me a in day. a good mood. Very good Forget mood. that five-star kid yesterday. We didn't want him. I told you yeah, we didn't want we didn't him. Want him. Unless he wants to change his mind, then we'll take him. U.S. Amateur is underway in Colorado. 300-plus golfers participating in this. Here's how it works. They play two rounds of stroke play, so yesterday and today, and then the top 64 go into a giant match play, and by the end of the week, I think on Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday or Monday, yeah, we declare a, a champion, U.S. Amateur champion. Remember, Brad Dalkey played for this a few years back. First round yesterday, there's five either current or future Sooners in the event. First round yesterday, Ben Lorenz went deep. Four under par. He's in fourth place out of the 300-plus golfers. So he's sitting pretty going into round two today. Again, you just have to make the top 64 to make the match play. The other four guys need to have a good day today. Drew Goodman shot two over. He's tied for 100th. And then the other three guys all shot the same thing, six over par. Luke Kluver, Ryder Cowan, and Stephen Campbell Jr. all need to have really good days today. They come in at uh, uh, plus six. So, anyway, Ben Lorenz, great first day. We'll keep you updated tomorrow on which of the Sooners, hopefully more than one, are able to make the uh, 64-man match play. Okay, Tej, entertainment story on the ship. So, the main entertainment, um, we missed, there was a stand-up comedian the very first night which Royal Caribbean? Yes, Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. One night there was a juggler. There was only three shows throughout the whole trip, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time they had just uh, different things going on at, at that main stage, but they weren't like headliner entertainers, you know, or or a, uh, like on Disney, you're, you, that cruise, they'll do like uh, musicals, like basically the right. Broadway show on stage, like Lion King or something, but... So there was a, a stand-up comedian one night. There was a juggler that, with our dinner time, we we saw the last thirty minutes or so of, and he was actually pretty funny. He's a funny guy, uh, pretty amazing juggler. I can't remember his name. My apologies to him. And then the one show that the time fell right for us with our our dinner time and all that, we were like, ah, we'll go see what this guy's about. Um, it said that he was a singer, comedian, entertainer. Three-time Grammy winner, and I'm like, mm. man, let's see what this guy's about. So we go in, and we get good seats, and um, there's a, a, a highlight reel playing of him, not any audio, just pictures of celebrities, and I quickly realize this guy's got to be like late 70s, early 80s. Like, he's with Sammy Davis Jr., like young Sammy Davis Jr. in these pictures, and Carol Burnett. <laughs> Young Carol Burnett, and (laughs) all the pictures are from like 1965 and the 70s and early 80s, and I'm like, what's this dude going to be about? And I looked at Katie and I said, this guy's going to be like really old. I don't think we're going to stay long at this. Like, I don't, I don't know why this guy's like booked on this trip. And he rolls out, 
And I kid you not, he comes walking out like crooner style sequin jacket, <laughs> singing like right away, you know, coming on the stage. Yeah. Hey, all right. Hey, everybody. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and Bronx just yells, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> to which I already knew it was coming, and I start laughing. And then the guy keeps going, and sure enough, like his name's Mark Preston, and some of the people out there probably know who that is. I did not know the name. Apparently, he was with uh, the Letterman and has a walk, a Hollywood Walk of Fame star, and wow. these guys had some hits in the '60s, and I don't know, like. I am laughing so hard, and he's going into these stories that I'm like, there is very few people this is relevant for. Like, a cruise ship does have a lot of older crowd yeah, there. sure, yeah, of course. And that's who that night was booked for. It was not for anyone else. And, like, you see, like, families slowly, like, getting up with their children and walking <laughs> out. And I felt kind of bad, but I'm like, we're not sitting through this either. Like, it was, it was not great. I'm going to admit, like... He probably should have hung it up a few years ago, but cruise ships keep, you know, bringing him back, I'm sure, and paying him. Sure. And they're like, hey, the, uh, you know, certain demographic loves you here on the cruise ship. Let's bring you back, Mark. And I am laughing. I am in tears laughing at this guy. And I felt bad. So I was like slumped down in my seat. But my kid is like over there losing his mind. Like, can we just go up and see if they're playing, uh, uh, having bumper cars up at the C-Plex? Like, what is this guy? What is he? Uh, he's like the what is this guy? What have you given us? What have you given us? <laughs> so finally we get up and we Please leave. Please don't make me stay and listen <laughs> no, to this old man we, sing songs I've never heard of we before. We get up and, and leave. And I am bent over, hands on knees, laughing when we get out of that, uh, that uh, auditorium. And so we're going to this trivia that's just right around the corner. And at one point I said... I've got to go see if there's more radio material here. I'll be right back. Right. And I walk back into the there, and he's like, kids, kids, you'll love to know. I was once on the Howdy Doody show, and I even appeared on Captain Kangaroo, and there were pictures of him on these two shows back behind him. And kids. he's like, what do you think of that, kids? And, like, it was dead silence, and I'm like, these kids have no idea who those, what those shows are. No clue whatsoever. And at some point, a kid or a dad or someone yells, they don't know what that is. And oh, he goes, no. and the guy goes, oh, yeah, what are you, all about SpongeBob nowadays? You don't what, know what, Captain what, what Kangaroo? Is what is this? And I start laughing again, and I'm like, why is this guy, like, I'm sure, like, he was relevant uh, in the 70s and 80s, and but why are you still here doing this? Like, that, that auditorium, I felt really bad evacuated. for it. It evacuated, and there was, you know, some blue hairs in there just rocking out with him as he's going into uh, Islands in the Stream and some other things that he was singing. Islands I don't know. But he did. He got, like, kind of angry. He's like, oh, sure. Whoa, what do you know about SpongeBob? You don't know Captain Kangaroo? I'm like... <laughs> Honestly, like, when he was talking Howdy Doody, I'm like, that was like 60 That's years ago. My, our time. Yeah, yeah. like we, not even our time before us, really. Like we knew the reruns and stuff of it, but I was uh, – so that that was the, the main show that we saw was uh, Mark Preston and uh, – oh, my goodness. Uh, the the, the Bronson, first five I'm seconds. Out. I'm out of here, and it was not quiet. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, Bronx, stop it! That was rude. He goes, I'm not watching this. 
misogynist. <laughs> and he was not alone. I think every family with anyone uh, under the age of 25, they were like up and out of there quickly. And so, how was your cruise director? Um, that's what I want to be when I grow up. So I, I want to be a cruise director. I, I think only saw him the the night of that show. Like, because we, we join shows Normally in Normally, the cruise director's everywhere. He's normally everywhere, and he really wasn't unless we were just in the wrong places. So I know at one point he had a cake decorating contest that he came over the loudspeaker. <laughs> the uh, head chef, executive chef, has challenged me to a cake decorating contest. Be in Studio 270. Boy, how could you turn that down? And I said, woo, yeah. Which Bronx thought he was going to because he thought it was a cake decorating uh, contest for like the uh, crew, uh, the passengers, and right. he actually wanted to go do that with his nana. And he's like, "Nana, that's something for you and I. Like that's something you'll have fun with. We'll go decorate the cake and be in the contest. Put the frosting on the cake. Put yes. the cherry on the sundae." Then we realized it was just a contest between the two of them. So he so made that announcement. Yeah, he made the announcement <laughs> there, and then before the Mark Preston show, he came out and. Um, you know, intro him yeah. and said, wait, wait till you see this guy and how entertaining he is. Actor, comedian, uh, com- you know, singer, you this guy. dancer. <laughs> You're going to love him. Um, that was the he only was time. on the Howdy Doody show. The two times I even ever heard him or saw him. So normally on a terrible cruise. They're Foggy very busy. the whole time. Terrible entertainment. Cruise director <laughs> was absent. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with the trivia. We played a lot of trivia. Um, I was very good in some bingo, of Bingo? Any bingo? We played bingo and came very close to winning uh, <sighs> big money a couple of times. One space away, huh? One, uh, one number away one time. The full jackpot at the end of the cruise, which was a little over eight grand. Bronx, I think, was three numbers away from a uh, full blackout, and the lady stood up and happened to be from Oklahoma. And and that? won the eight grand or eighty five hundred whatever it was. Way to help out our economy, lady. So, yeah, so we did play some bingo. Um, yeah, there was a lot of time for trivia and stuff like that because between howling winds and driving rain, they uh, like the uh, two upper decks were closed through two or three any days of our cruise. Seasickness. None for me. It was extreme. It was as rough, the roughest cruise I've ever been on by far. Yeah. Uh, Katie did feel a little bad and did have to put on a patch. Never got sick, but it was not pleasant sometimes coming around a corner on that ship mm-hmm. because of how rough it was. At one point, I was almost directly puked on by about a 12 year old kid. Wow. Um, we were leaving the auditorium at one point. Bronx was staying with his uh, grandparents to do something, and we said, All right, well, we're going up here. And We'll see y'all back in a little bit. And I'm walking up the steps, and right when I take a step, this kid's just like, bah! and like I jump backwards, <laughs> and it just missed me. And so he's like, Katie goes to help him, uh, like the mom kicked in. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. And uh, he's like, it just won't stop rocking in here. <laughs> so there were times we crossed the uh, corner of uh, some staircases and said, up, oh, don't step there. So it was rough for some people. Uh, oh, but. Boy. I hate no effect that. on me, luckily. So I was thankful. You should for get that. a free. It sounds like to me you should get a free cruise. No, 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 because there were wonderful, wonderful moments. Based on the weather alone, you should get a free cruise. Well, you should get a do-over cruise. One hundred percent agree. I wish that was part of you know when you go on a trip like that that you can yeah. say, hey, I get a free trip now because you're you let the fog ruin it and we missed a port and hey Royal the Caribbean. 
So we got eleven listeners. It would be unbelievable advertising for your cruise line if you would reach out and give my man a do-over cruise. Uh, because one, it was foggy the whole time. Two, some dude that used to be on the Howdy Duty show was your main entertainment. <laughs> Three, people were puking everywhere on the cruise. <laughs> it's all true. All true. The entire time. So could we please get a do-over cruise? Oh, what unbelievable advertising this would be for Royal Caribbean. They just texted and they said, we'll have you two guys on the main stage yes. in 25 years. Hey, how about that? <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. <laughs> 719, we are uh, not far away from unveiling team number nine on our countdown. That's coming up bottom of the hour. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Michelle Tafoya wore me out last night. <laughs> Welcome back. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. You missed us. You know you missed us. Um... You know what I, I will say? I thought about you every day, but only uh, about Black Thunder Roofing, by the way. Your local roofer, 405-473-8028 or blackthunderroofing.com. Only because part of me the whole time, I could not live in that time zone. Like, you're one. are you one hour west of the Pacific time zone? Is that right? So, uh, you know, a good majority of it, yeah, we were two hours behind you guys, and at one point we were three hours behind. Okay. Yeah. But even the two hours, like, I would wake up, and I, we would get up early, and I'm thinking, man, it's early. We got up at uh, 7 o'clock, you know, 7.15. And then I'm thinking, gosh, Toby's already done with the show. It's like 9.15 there. Mm -hmm. And then things would happen in the afternoon, like uh, the only channel that was on – in this one pub, they had one TV in there, and they would have it on ESPN. So I'd walk by slowly and like watch the baseball scores as they scrolled. And it would be weird the time of day it was. And I'm like, how's that already a final? And I'm like, oh, because it's the East Coast, and it's four right. hours difference. So it just, I don't know. California, that whole West Coast, the Pacific time, I just couldn't live that way with stuff happening there is at 3 part and of 4 it. in the afternoon. I'm yeah, I'm with you. When we're in California or you know, yeah, I guess that's mostly where we've been out west. If part of it's cool because everything does start earlier. Mm -hmm. So you wake up and you're kind of getting after it. You know, NFL games are starting or it's the middle of the afternoon and there's already baseball and all that kind of stuff. And it's over, you know, 8 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock at night. Your team is already done. Yeah, part of yeah. that's kind of cool. But uh, it is hard to get used to. It's hard to get used to. Uh, very hard. So, yeah. the th And then it, it, I'm sure it'll catch up to me probably in a day or two especially. But, like, so you're two hours. I gained two hours, and then I gained another hour. And then we flipped around and went the other way, and I immediately lost one of those three hours again. And then, obviously, yesterday lost the two hours. But, um that did. That was. It stood out to me at times. I'd be walking past that TV, and I'm like, "How are the Rangers already a final? It's five o'clock." And then I realized they had an afternoon game. And that did you get? Played. Was it too foggy? Did you get any? Like I remember thinking, there was a sense of, "God, this place is massive." 
Like, I don't know that I fully thought about or understood how huge Alaska is. Right. Until we were there, because you take that cruise and you see a sliver of it. Like, sure. a, I don't know, one one thousandth of it or something. And it just, you know, and it, it seems what you're looking at seems massive. You're like, holy cow, like, this is hardly any of the state. It is just, Well, yeah, I don't you know. don't even was, get up into the main, like, Anchorage and oh. all that area up there. Like, you don't even come close to it. So, and it's... it's like, all of this is completely, almost entirely uninhabited. Yes. That was part of it. You know, you, you could, um, the grand scale of it, you could. Uh, that's what was frustrating about how much fog and stuff there was. Because, you know, you would be especially along the shorelines and stuff like that, when you're coming into ports, you knew there were, like, massive mountains and stuff back behind the fog. You could see it and tell in, like, shadows, and you're like, the grand scale of it you knew was there, but you couldn't uh, fully encapsulate it because it was just covered. And it was like, but what you're saying is the wide-open, you know, how massive it is. Like, that. at one point when we were... Um, in Ketchikan, the guy was, you know, talking. He goes, "We're like three thousand miles from, I think he said Anchorage," and he goes, "He goes, just think about that. Like, like it's just right over there, but it's three thousand miles away. That's across the United across States. Across the United States, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, on that it was unbelievable. And like when you would actually get up in there on land, where you could see some of the stuff through um, the fog that had covered the tops of a lot of it and everything. It was just the waterfalls and just the the, the the massive like the amount of trees and just how still um uninhabited like you said it was is just is tremendous it like is one side of alaska would stretch from coast to coast mm-hmm. like if you went from the farthest east point of alaska to the farthest west point of alaska it would stretch from the carolinas to california yeah and like the land i, I I may have these facts wrong. I'm trying to remember. The amount of square footage in Alaska is like Texas, California, and Montana all combined, or something like that. The it's um, astonishingly huge. The amount I, the, I thought of you always too in certain gift shops. It would I'm, be definitely where you would go if you committed a crime and wanted to not get caught. Like you could go completely disappear in Alaska. Probably, and the, the locals would be like, yeah, we got you. You know what I mean? Like, you could probably pull into whatever, catch a can or whatever, and go, listen, I've done some things. They're like, don't worry, we got you. Yeah. You're, you're, you're. Well, I think that's maybe what goes on, because every stop in uh, that we would have someone that would kind of guide us places or drive us and would talk to you on the bus or whatever, would talk about how little crime there is everywhere. Like, oh, we just leave our cars unlocked. We leave our keys in our car unlocked. Nobody takes it because they don't have anywhere to go, so they just bring it back once they realize they have the wrong car or if they just needed it for the <laughs> afternoon. And I'm like, well, how much is really going on that you guys just cover up or ignore? Like, the one guy's like, we haven't had a murder here in, like, 27 years. And I'm like, mm, are you sure about that? Like, you know. You think part of it's Bob like- just didn't disappear one day and nobody ever saw from him again? <laughs> he just chalked it up to a bear? <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not entirely true, but I bet the stress level's way lower. 
the people are living there for the most part on purpose. They're probably happier. They're not bombarded every day by CNN and Fox News and, you know, all mm-hmm. the, they don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. No, they don't. Or about all that stuff that we worry about every day. They don't care. It's not part of their lives, which I'm sure is a little bit boring. But if they're living there, they've completely embraced it. So I, I don't think I could live there, but it, it is fascinating. It is intriguing. They love to uh, point out, too, this is what I thought about you in the gift shops. On their, a lot of their T-shirts, they love to point out the size of Alaska and then put the state of Texas by it and say, uh, how you doing, little sister, or whatever they would call Texas oh, on the T-shirt, that. you know, because it was yeah. so much bigger than Texas. So they really big. like to stress that in their gift shops on their T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought of you. Every time I saw one, I was like, ah, Toby would like that shirt. I love it. I love it. Any, any text messages there? Before uh, we go let's break? see here. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, welcome back, TJ. FYI, Drake, after a week, made so many mistakes we could hear the frustration in Toby's voice. Yeah, Uh-oh. a lot of mistakes. Lot of mistakes. Uh, more people killed by moose in Alaska. I'm hmm. guessing that's them bears. I didn't see a single moose, huh? I never saw a moose, no. Who never did. Um... Let's see here. What else do we have here? Scrolling through some of these. Glad you're back. Thank you. Um, there was one here about um, Toby. You forgot to let TJ know that he's being fired on the 18th um, because of the KREF announcement while I was gone. So, Oh, that happened while you were gone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That did happen yeah. while I was gone. So, not, No, but we're not going anywhere, folks. We're no, not going anywhere. No, we're not going get anywhere. the app. Everybody get the app. I've been in the get same the spot for 20-plus years along with Toby. Uh, uh it's not changing. That's not changing. Huge so. network of stations across uh, the state of Oklahoma, and, uh, and they're listening to us worldwide on the app right now. So if you're going to lose us on the 18th, if you're one of the folks that, that uh, only can hear us on 94.7, hang in there. we got some exciting news coming your way in the not-too-distant future. But in the meantime, get the app. We go. I listened yesterday on the app for hours because – I was either taking walks or traveling around or whatever, and I was trying to keep up with the – I wanted to hear the whole uh, Missouri kid thing. Yeah. And uh, so I listen all the time on the app. A lot – tons, thousands of people do. So, uh, yeah, get the app, everyone. Okay, let's take a break here, Teed. We'll get all your text messages coming up, but we got to get to the countdown. Quick break. When we come back, number nine revealed today. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. How do I say goodbye to what we They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You wanted your boss! Say it. Oklahoma State's not going to change what we do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What is this? What's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I got to say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't cry like that. Please don't. All Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. 
financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We kicking this something. We kicking this thing off. Here we go. Live from the Palace in Piedmont. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Thank you, TJ. It's countdown time. Single digits today. Week four of five of the countdown. We're going all the way to number nine. Let's remind you of the teams we've had so far. The AP uh, tried to copy us yesterday. I don't know if you noticed, TJ, but a bunch of journalists got together and decided to release their own top 25. (laughs) Have an original idea, please. please. Uh, 25 was Texas Tech, who I saw Dusty Dvorak yesterday on uh, College Live or whatever that show's called on ESPN2. I was waiting for the Missouri kid announcement. Dusty was one of the hosts on that show. They were uh, taking dark horse picks for the college football playoff, and his was Texas Tech. Mm, about that. Uh, Tech at 25. At 24, South Carolina was our 24th-ranked team. Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer get our 23rd-ranked team, North Carolina, in week one. At 22 was Texas A&M. Arkansas came in at 21, Kentucky at 20. At 19, uh, we will be at the Grove next year. Ole Miss at 19, Quinshawn Judkins, their outstanding now sophomore running back. Texas at 18, TCU 17. Washington, TJ was just in Washington. Did you see Michael Penix Jr. while you were up there, TJ? I did not, I did not. He's probably too fast. He probably ran by you. Maybe you didn't even see him. Didn't see him, yeah. Uh, Washington, 16. K-State at 15. At 14. You should have taken uh, Bronx to the Nike headquarters. You weren't too far from Oregon up there, Teach. A little day trip down to uh, Nike yeah, while you are up we'll there? we'll see no? that when the shoe deal's signed. We can wait. That's true. That's true. Oregon came in at 14. Bo Nix under center again this year. It was these happened while you were gone, Teach. So you may just be yeah, hearing just, these for I'm the first time. I'm just now looking them over a lot. Yeah. Notre Dame with Sam Hartman transferring in to play quarterback at 13. Steve Jones, voice of the Nittany Lions, joined us to talk Penn State football. Some say it's James Franklin's best team. They're at 12. Oklahoma was at 11. Teddy Lehman joined us on Friday. Higher than most. Higher than most. I think Oklahoma's got a bounce back year. I said this while you were gone, Teach. Last year, the voice of reason on this show. We were pumping the brakes on the OU's going to win a national championship brigade last year, saying, hey, a lot of newness. It might not click in year one. This year, coming off six and seven, everybody's got OU 19, 20, down the top 25. I got higher hopes. I think there's going to be a massive year to click. The defense is going to be better. I got OU at 11. Yesterday it was the USC Trojans were our number 
10 ranked team on the countdown. All right, thanks, Drake. Sorry, I got your name right this no, time. TJ's back today, Coach. TJ's back, which brings us to today. The number nine ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is one of the new guys in the Big 12, the Utah Utes, come in at number nine. The Trojan Killers, the two-time defending Pac-12 champions who are about to leave town. Utah, our number nine ranked team. Boy, this is a fascinating squad. Ten wins last year, including two over USC and the Pac-12 championship. They lost the Rose Bowl, but suffered a major injury, which didn't help them when Cam Rising, their outstanding now sixth-year quarterback, suffered a torn ACL in that game. and After that, Penn State kind of ran over him, but That's the big question going into this year, is the health of Cam Rising. He has been participating in limited action in fall camp for them. They have hopes that he will be a full go for their season opener, which we will talk about here in a bit, against Florida. It is the opening Thursday night of the college football season, a great matchup on that Thursday night. Utah and Florida in Salt Lake City. If you remember, they played the season opener last year in the Swamp. Unbelievable game that Florida miraculously pulled out late. But the question is, will Cam Rising be ready to go for the season opener for Kyle Whittingham and the Utes? If not, they could be in trouble early in the season until he is because they've got a tough opening stretch. We'll talk about that here in a second. Offensively, if rising is okay, they got one of the best tight ends in the country. They've got a Penn State transfer at running back, Jaquindon Jackson, who may be the guy. They they got several options, talented options at running back. Uh, It might be Jackson. It could potentially be one of the other guys as well. But what Utah hangs its hat on, they're going to be good enough offensively, especially if rising can go. But what Utah hangs its hat on is they are the team in the Pac-12 that plays defense. They are tough. Kyle Whittingham and Utah is tough. And that's why USC couldn't beat them twice last year. In fact, they got smacked in the Pac-12 championship game. They play defense. And they're going to be good again this year couple of key guys to replace from last year. Their All-American corner, Clark Phillips, went to the NFL. That position, though, is deep. Miles Battle, who transferred in from Ole Miss, one of the answers there, along with a very deep and experienced core coming back around him. They are good up front. They are good at linebacker. Uh, They are very good on the back end. All Pac-12 strong safety. Cole Bishop is back. He's a junior this year. Nate Ritchie uh, went on a mission for two years. Outstanding player. He's back this year. The defensive line, all veterans up front. All Pac-12 defensive tackle, junior Tafuna. They will be the best defensive team in the Pac-12 by a bunch. If Cam Rising is back, 
with this very good Utah defense, Utah, I believe, is once again the best team in the Pac-12. Here's the problem. We don't know if Cam Rising is healthy, and they've got a tough schedule. First two games, Florida at home and at Baylor. Then they've got a series of very winnable games, and then they have another two-game stretch late in the season where they play at USC and Oregon at home, back-to-back. They also have to go to Washington. So they play all of the other three main contenders in the Pac-12, two of them on the road, USC and Washington, Oregon at home, and add to that Florida and a trip to Waco to McLean Stadium to play Baylor. For a Pac-12 team, you know, we don't usually talk about Pac-12 teams having difficult schedules. Utah's got a tough one. If Utah makes it through this thing with only one loss, they're in the college football playoff hunt and probably in it. I don't know if they can. I'm fascinated, TJ, to see how they do. I think they're the best team in the Pac-12 if rising plays. He's going to play at some point. But they might be 0-2 before he does. I don't know. Florida at Baylor, at USC, Oregon at Washington. It's a tough schedule for Utah. I could see him being anywhere from a college football playoff team to a four-loss team this year. Tough to pin down. you got to put them in front of USC. They just beat them twice last year. I got Utah at nine. Too high, too low, or just right. Funny what you just said uh, a couple of minutes ago was exactly what I was thinking. Like, huh, for Pac-12, this is a difficult schedule. So I'm going to say too high because I'll be thoroughly impressed if they run this thing with one or two losses. I think it's maybe looking more like a three, and if some of these teams pan out or are better than what are expected, maybe a four or five loss schedule. So I'm going to say slightly too high, but will be very impressive if they do what you just said, you know, they possibly could do and be a one-loss team. With this schedule, they would definitely be in the playoff with one loss. They would, they would be your Pac-12 champion. It would be an impressive schedule, and um, that would be quite the run. I yeah. don't know that they're going to do that, so I'm going to say slightly too high. It, Here's it, one thing, it is a difficult run there. I don't blame you at all. Here's one thing that could be interesting. If rising isn't a go, early in the year, and they lose to Florida or they lose at Baylor, Mm -hmm. and then he comes back and they run the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, They'll they'll get a little bit of a a pass. They'll get a little bit of a consideration with that, sure. And there is, you know, that all depends on how many losses all the SEC teams have and who went undefeated, all that other kind of stuff. But there is a little bit of a national respect for Utah. That is different, in my opinion, than some of the other Pac-12 teams because they do play defense. Right. Um, so we're going to talk to Bill Riley, not O'Reilly, Riley, play-by-play voice for Utah coming up at the top of the hour. Intrigued to ask him the latest on the status of Cam Rising. Again, he's practicing in the fall, but not full go yet at the last update I saw just kind of throwing balls on the side while everybody else is going full speed. That'll have a lot to do with how this team comes out of the gates. Utah at number nine. We'll be back.
Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Black Thunder Roofing brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, top rated. And a uh, Angie's List Superior Service Award winner four times. They're your local roofers, blackthunderroofing.com. You can visit them online or call today, 405-473-8028. A couple of texts here before we hit the top of the hour. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Morning, buddy. Oh, hey, you and Trey did it, job while TJ was gone. I wish everyone wasn't so mean to Parker. I think he does a good job and works really hard to develop sources. Also, your joke about Kerry Murdoch on Twitter yesterday was very funny. Have a good day. <laughs> I didn't see that. You took a shot at Kerry? <laughs> oh, it was all in fun. Kerry okay. posted a hilarious video. I don't think we're supposed to talk about him on the air, no, but no. he posted a hilarious video at in the McDonald's drive through yesterday where a lady in front of him was taking too long and he couldn't get to his egg muffin and he's just cursing at this lady and having a complete meltdown because this lady's taking forever and I replied to it so <laughs> you, I don't know if you'd enjoy it or not cuz I don't know if you listen to the podcast so you have to kind of listen to their podcast gotcha. to understand it so All right um what say we go to Utah next Bill Riley Voice of the Utes going to join us to talk about our number nine ranked team next.